Hello friends, my name is Dane Miller. And I'm Nal Spain. And we're your fuck buddies. We're a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and we turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we're a sex and dating advice podcast that finds questions either roaming about in the wild or we get them sent in by our wonderful listeners and we answer them for you. And if they're in the wild, we hunt them down. Oh, grip it and rip it, baby. Let's go. <sighs> Guys, welcome to the sweaty months. Oh man, let me tell you. Let me tell you, already, like, this is the coolest part of the house, because it's the place that isn't under a magnifying glass of windows and sun, mm-hmm. and this closet is already, already dripping. I'm being blasted by a nice beam of sunshine that's just poking over the top of the tree, right through the window, and uh, I kind of love it right now, but it is very warm in here. It's it's one of those things where, like, right now... It's a delicious treat because we lived in the frigid cold months where we got nothing but gray skies, snow and rain. I believe they called it the eternal winter. <laughs> yes. Usually it's um, this weather in like April or like March. Well, at least a little bit. At least a little bit. Whereas like pretty much had no good days at all. <laughs> I feel like that is an accurate summary of the past two years. Hashtag no good days. <laughs> but. As I declared at the beginning of this year, this is 2022, a year where nothing goes wrong. And nothing has, you know, not a single thing looked at the news, not a single thing has gone wrong this year. Uh, Speaking of things that went wrong, did you see the uh, well, like the initial thing is the thing that went wrong. The thing I'm talking about isn't the thing that went wrong. The people were protesting outside. I think it was either one of the Supreme Court judges or one of the politicians who supports Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like outside their mansion protesting and the neighbors made charcuterie and wine boards and went out and gave them to all the uh, protesters. <laughs> just yeah. wine and cheese. It's like, man, they must fucking hate this person, which I get because if you're that shitty, like on a national level, you must be a really shit neighbor, too. Yeah. I mean, they're probably the fucking people that like are the presidents of the homeowners association and like will come to your lawn and put a ruler and be like, actually, um, Deborah. I, I've noticed that your grass is, uh, you know, one eighth of an inch too long. If you mm. could just go and rectify that very quickly for us, you're making, you know, property values. Yeah. But like the thing I think some people who support a lot of Republicans don't understand is that like you can't support like removing Roe v. Wade and still be a good person. Like they just you can't do both. Oh, yeah. No, I think a lot of people understand <laughs> No, I don't know. A lot of people, especially like Republicans, conservatives, they like to be like, oh, just because I support this doesn't make me I'm a bad person. It's like it does. Anyway, you ready? I'm feeling good. I'm not going to get into what we already get into for now. I just got back from the gym. I got a nice beer in my hand being sunblasted. So let's let's go. All right, let's do it. This is this is by not a public peer. My 25 year old male girlfriend, 24 year old female wants me to pee in her pet's litter box. No, it's not a sex thing. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> throw away. I'm already skeptical. Throw away because it's embarrassing, but maybe it shouldn't be. <laughs> also skeptical. My girlfriend is great, but she has a pet fennec fox. Little animal's adorable, but he doesn't like me. Screeches at me a lot. According to Christine, 
This is normal for the fox. He still doesn't like anyone new coming to her place. I tried to be friendly, and he's been less shrill since the first time I spent the night, but things are a bit strained between me and the pet. She suggested I pee in his litter box. Apparently in the wild, they're pack animals, and they tend to do all their business in a designated spot. As she explained it, foxes don't have much in the attic, and operate in the logic of, if I can smell his pee when I pee, we must be in the same pack. I really like this girl, and I do want to make things work, but I just cannot make myself urinate in a litter box in a corner of her apartment's living room. She keeps telling me, if I just do it a few times, it'll smooth things over with the fox, and she doesn't mind. She's seen me naked before. She doesn't have to watch, is my, you know, addition. Uh, there's a lot of things that I would like to add to this, but yes, let's finish the question. I can't fault the logic, but I also can't seem to do it. Can anyone help? Uh, one, how do you get a Fenix fox pet? Because those are like, foxes are my my favorite animal, and Fenix foxes are one of my favorite. Like, they look like Pokemon. They yeah. look like if someone actually made a Pokemon in real life, like that is the closest we have gotten. They're incredible. They're so cute. Also, contrary to what she's saying, I believe foxes are incredibly smart. Like they're, I don't think they're super dumb. No, no dumber than like a golden retriever. Well, <laughs> I mean, golden, maybe golden can be pretty dumb sometimes. I don't know. But look, you have to hang out with this woman forever because she has a Phoenix Fox pet. And that is the coolest thing ever. Now, Two, the thing is, is it the coolest thing ever? Because they are not domesticated animals. They're not good pets. So having one as a pet, not great for it. It depends on whether or not this is a person that runs like sanctuaries or, you know what I mean? Like if they have training, if they've just somehow like smuggled a Fenix Fox into their home. Yeah, not the greatest because like, I don't know if you follow, there's an Instagram account called Juniper, Juniper Fox. Mm. And it is a woman who hosts or she like has a like a wildlife sanctuary and she fo- or focuses on foxes. Yeah. Um, and these are foxes that usually would not survive in the wild. And she fosters them uh, either through recovery and rehab until they can be released or, you know, she just brings them in and, and lets them live out their days in like her enclosure and stuff. And like she makes a very, very big point to be like, these are not pets. I think like one of the hashtags she uses are. Like hashtag not pets, mm-hmm. um, and it's and like yeah, they're they're not something that you just kind of like have because they are wild animals. Yeah, I've been I've been scouring the comments, and they are not a like wildlife sanctuary person. They just have one. Yeah, which you can so, do. I mean, it's just again not advised because these are not domesticated animals, and you cannot domesticate them. There's that, but like I, I'm going to assume that what she's saying is correct in terms of like urine is a uh, huge way of marking territory and identifying one another. Do you have to pee in the litter box? No, you don't. If if this is something you actually want to do, next time you're peeing, just bring a cup, pee a little <laughs> bit in the cup, bring it to the litter box, pour it in. That or fox is going to be like into the bathroom. <laughs> and like at no point in time does she need to be part of this equation. No. Being like, oh, she's seen me naked before. It's like, I've been seen naked by people. I'm not peeing in front of them necessarily. Bathroom time is private. It's not hot. Also, we're much larger creatures. I don't think you understand what's going to happen to a litter box if I rip a piss in it. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I'm sometimes impressed by how how big of a clump one of my cats have left in the litter box for me. If I went into the, like, if I went to go pee at the litter box, I'm flooding that thing. It's not meant to. Hashtag all clump. (laughs) Yeah. It's all clump. it is not meant to withstand the the amount of liquid that I produce when I urinate. Now, I looked it up, and it turns out the Fennec Foxes do not all urinate in the same spot as their family groups. 
they just kind of pee everywhere. And from what I tried to get from Googling, you peeing is probably just going to upset it and maybe think that you're moving in on its territory, not just bamboozling to being like, well, it's my brother. Yeah. So this just seems like a bad call in general. And I think like, it's just one of those things where like a lot of people have pets that don't like the boyfriend, uh, whether it's because you're new, whether it's because they just don't like you in general, or because they're protective over the person that takes care of them, right? And especially if this was not a recent animal, like if it was a pandemic animal or beyond, they've had two years of fuck all people around. So it's going to be extra stressful on them. So I think you just got to take it slow and you got to do what you basically do with anybody else in this situation, which is slowly get them acclimatized to your presence and don't piss on them or their stuff or in the apartment. Maybe mm. leave some fucking t-shirts or hoodies that smell like you around the place so you can get acclimatized to your scent. Yeah. But I feel Make like sure they're covered in piss. Yeah, piss all over your own clothes before you arrive. Damn it, that's it. That's the answer. Just constantly be pissing and or covered in piss. Mm-hmm. ABP, always be pissing. We did it. Yeah, I mean, like, I think you need to do some research and not take her word for it, as I just did and was immediately proven wrong because I didn't care to look it up. But, I, you know, this is is something that's going to directly affect you. Last thing you want to do is go from being like, oh, it doesn't really like me, to being like, oh, it's outright hostile towards me now. Mm -hmm. Or just, like, freak it out and drive it away from where it urinates to then piss in other places. Because, again... As a non-domesticated animal, apparently toilet training them at all is very difficult. So the fact that she has a working litter box with this thing to throw that out the window probably sucks. Now, you know what's funny? What's funny? I just wanted to address what you just said, where you were like, you know, you didn't, you said a thing and you were wrong and blah, 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 blah. So someone said to me the other day, or we were talking about the show, and they didn't realize that when I bring questions, you've never seen them before. And when you bring questions, I've never seen them before. I guess it's been a long time since we talked about that. So when I surprise Dane with Fennec Fox-related questions, how is he supposed to know? Just so everyone's aware, on the same page. Because we haven't talked about him in probably 180 episodes. Yeah, yes. We we tend to, we don't like to rehearse. The only time I ever, I don't think, I think there might have been maybe like one question. One question, literally this entire time. Where we had, we wanted to actually do research so we could talk about it because it was something neither of us really knew, and we wanted to like have some groundwork, which is a big reason why we don't address like medical questions because mm-hmm. neither of us are doctors. So we would is, much like, rather even if give- we spent a week trying to research it ourselves, we wouldn't at all obviously be anywhere near the level that would be required. Just- which is usually like anytime we have a medical question, we're usually our first thing is go to the doctor. Yeah, go see a professional. <laughs> go see a doctor. That's like, I've had a question on my list for ages about like, is it safe to like prevent yourself from coming? Using super glue? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think just oh. like, um, but there's this whole thing. I don't remember what it's called now. And this is the reason why I haven't brought the question in of like, you come internally <laughs> and like the semen like pushes. It's called cumin. <laughs> um, it, like it pushes it's inside you and like it's fine it apparently like it doesn't do any harm and you know there's it eventually just gets kind of like expelled the next time you pee but like it's it's a thing that some people do for you know pleasure but at the same time i was like i don't know if what i was reading mm-hmm. is a is a verifiable source so for <laughs> yeah. like i don't want to be like be yeah. like hey guys you just gotta come inside yourselves all the exactly. time now. I don't want to be like, yeah, guys, just like fill your fucking 
scrotum with jizz. I don't think that's where it goes. But last thing I want to do is like tell people something because I looked at like a, a few sources that seem to corroborate it. But then it's just like, you know, oh, it's that was one of those bullshit things where, you know, one guy wrote it. And then like the next time someone wrote an article about it, found that article, just parroted it. So um, I don't remember how we got on this topic, but maybe don't 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 come inside your balls. Unless, <laughs> okay. unless you have medical professional advice that it's okay. Man, imagine going to the doctor and be like, hey, can I come in my own balls? <laughs> hey, doc, can I just fill my balls with cum? My, oh, sorry, sorry. It is my own cum. My partner's uh, mom is a doctor, so maybe I should just ask her. Yeah, I wouldn't want to make it weird, like ask a non a doctor I don't know, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should text them. Text them right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hate me. Is blocking ejaculation harmful or okay? <laughs> you know, we're going to do this one because I've had it for a while and it was it's a little too heavy to have done last week. I, I just said no bummers. Didn't I? Didn't I say I want to feel good and have a good week? Oops. I th- but this is important because I've seen it come up a lot. And I've also had a lot of people at my bar talking about it, which is strange. This is Reddit user near peer adversary, adversary, which is weird because your question was by a peer or something, right? Mm-hmm. CNC test? What would you have done? CNC for this... Uh... Consensual non-consent? Correct, yes. Not capital uh, counselors? <laughs> can't, capital counselors. I, a 34-year-old male, has been seeing someone, a 41-year-old female, for a month now, and have noticed more and more she wants it rougher, slapping, spanking, pinning her down, etc. Those things had been verbally requested by her. A week ago, we were having a drink at a bar, and it came up how in the military I've received a lot of training on sexual assault prevention, consent, etc. That night, after starting out with the usual making out, oral licking, I'm on top, about to go in, penis in contact with labia, when she gets a real serious look, stares me right in the eyes, and asks, what if I said no right now? What would you do? I freeze, panic, and I probably had a deer in the headlights look. My instinct was to immediately pull away and tell her that I would respect her boundaries, but the look on her face was intense. She asked again, quite insistently, what would you do, huh? What would you do? Would you still fuck me even if I told you no? Would you? Would you fuck me right now anyways, even if I told you no? Holy shit, I've never been so conflicted. I remembered our conversation earlier, and her body language uh, slash tone sounded like she wanted me to go for it, but a large part of my brain, as a result of over 30 fucking sexual assault briefings, was telling me not to fucking do it. If I said no, I would respect your non-consent. Is this a test right now? It might have killed the mood. If I went and had sex with her anyways, or said, yes, I'd fuck you right now, even if you said no, I'd feel like a total rapist. What would you do in my position? Or what would you expect to do if you were in her position? I still feel conflicted about the situation. For the record, we are still dating and actively sexting each other's brains out. So what pisses me off in this situation is the person sets up their two like possibilities. They're like, in one's case, oh no, I killed the mood. And the other one, yeah, I'm a rapist. Yeah. And it's like, okay, how is that ever a competition? If you yeah. have talked actively and thoroughly about this and have a safe word and have all these things put in place and know that this is what you're going to do, then that's an okay situation for this to go any other way. If, like here, they ask you a question like that, you say, yes, of course, I'll stop. And you stop and clarify that they want you to keep going. The, because it, in my opinion, what she's saying is ruining the fucking mood. Because, which, like, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, I'm not saying, oh, what a buzzkill for talking about consent. Like, I mean, if someone is not into it, that is not a sexual situation. And you need to clarify that before you can go forward. Like, there is no gray area here. Well, it also seems to be forgetting that consensual non-consent, the first word is consensual. (laughs) 
Exactly. Which means that you have discussed this prior to, and both of you have agreed to it. Mm-hmm. Because right now, this is just non-consensual, which is, yes. as Nal mentioned, rape. Regardless yes. of how she feels, regardless of what she wants, it doesn't matter because at no point in time have you clarified with one another that this is what you're going to do going forward. Yeah. Like, if you go forward on this, you have to work based on, from your perspective, I guess, sketchy guesswork. And the best case scenario is you guessed right and it is okay. But even then, it's just fucked. Like, there is, there's no way to twist this positively. If somebody says this, you say, yeah, I would stop, of course. And then maybe that leads to a conversation about they want to get into some CNC shit. But as Dane pointed out, as I said earlier, consent is the first part of that. And you really need mm-hmm. to have exhaustively covered everything that you're going to to do to each other with each other, have safe words, make sure it's as safe as possible and that everybody's on the same page. And again, there is no gray area. I think it's also a pretty fucked up thing on her end to do after you guys had like had a conversation at a bar about sort of like your training and your history and your background in relation to sexual assault. That, like, if there was ever a door being kicked open to have what could be a fairly difficult conversation of being like, hello, I would like to broach the subject of consensual non-consent. That, for a lot of people, would be uh, a pretty steep slope to, to begin sliding down with someone. But, like, that right there, you have a man who is admitting to being very aware of how consent works and having received, you know, formal training in that. So I feel like you, she should have felt safe enough to have brought it up at that point in time, because I understand there is a a risk of bringing this kind of stuff up with someone who doesn't like any old dude who would just be like, hell yeah, let's do it. That sounds hot, but doesn't necessarily understand the ins and outs of it. But this guy has demonstrated that he does understand. So to not to wait until you're in the act of it, to spring it on him is super sketchy to me and super disrespectful. And I think the sign of an immature sexual partner, right? Yeah. And like, it's, I get it. It would have been a very, very hot moment. Should everything had aligned and you guys like, you know, mind melded and knew exactly what you wanted to do. But unfortunately when it comes to consent, there is no gray area. Mm -hmm. It is yes or it's no. Yeah. And even that's an enthusiastic yes or it's a no. Yeah. Yeah. So don't do this, people. Don't don't spring sketchy situations on people in the heat of the moment where they might misconstrue what you're saying. Because, hey, for all we know, she meant this, too. Right. Like this is being filtered through his eye of like, oh, I'm pretty sure she was like wink, wink at me at the time. It might have been very fucking serious. You know what I mean? You having the conversation earlier might have dragged up memories for her or fears or anything. And it's like to anyone in the situation, there is nothing more important than erring on the side of caution. And again, look at what he said. One case, you ruin the mood. Oh, no. Another case, you, you're a rapist. <laughs> like, it's an easy choice. The mood will be there next time. Maybe better if you guys actually have a good dis- discussion, right? I've, like, lost sexual partners because um, there was, I believe I've told this story ages ago, but there was a woman who kept stopping me during sex, and I would, like, stop completely, and then she would get annoyed that, like, I wasn't ready to go the second that she was ready to get back into it. But she would, like, but, but like, every time it would be like, stop, 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 you have to stop. It wouldn't be like, oh, hey, can we take a break? It was a, it was a very frantic, like, desperate stop. Mm-hmm. That is a very jarring thing for a guy or anyone to, you know, kind of, kind of go through. To, to have someone repeatedly, frantically tell you to stop having sex with them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's so important that 
you listen to it every time. But it got to the point where she ended up getting very angry at me for not being able to like get hard on a dime or just being like, like there were, uh, there was one night where I was just like, Hey, you seem to be dealing with something right now. And this is not like, I don't want to go further anymore. So like, I know you might like, you've changed your mind after this, but I was like, I don't really want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And they like, they wouldn't want to, they didn't want to see me anymore after that mm-hmm. because like they, they were annoyed that I was, you know, taking, <laughs> yeah. Taking their consent as sort of gospel. And mm-hmm. also, not because like for all I know, the only reason she was being like, OK, yes, let's go again is because she felt unsafe and was worried that I was going to flip out mm-hmm. if I didn't get to finish or whatever, which I feel like is a very real possibility someone might have been in before. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want you to feel pressured to keep having to to reinitiate sex. So I'm just going to put a, I'm just pulling the plug on this whole thing. And either we can talk about it another time or you can sort out whatever you're dealing with. But like it is not happening anymore tonight. So, yeah, guys, no gray area. Ruining the mood is not that big of an impos- or that like it's not devastating. If someone decides that they're going to leave or not see you again because of you respecting their consent, that's hey, it might suck, but that's not a loss because you need to be with someone who respects your respect of them and their respect of you. Yeah, and that's that's it. You know what I mean? It's like worst case, if you go that route, they get upset and leave and then you've done yourself a favor because you found out that this wasn't going to work out anyway. And best case, you respect their wishes and you guys get to actually talk about things and maybe revisit fun scenarios with the appropriate amount of like conversation and respect and and, like knowledge around the situation. So just no gray areas. Yeah, I'd I'd kill the mood a thousand times before mm-hmm. I, you know, disrespected someone's consent, regardless of how, you know, how much how playful I feel like they're being. It does not matter. This is by Jiff House 777. Elaine, do women know about workout shrinkage? Had something happened today, a variation of the old Seinfeld clip. I was changing at the gym after working out and showering when the young attractive gym manager walked into the men's locker room unexpectedly to show two maintenance workers to the sauna, full-on view of everything, and clearly saw, stopped in her tracks and said, oh, whoops, let's go this way, and took them a different route to the back of the locker room. That's the question. I think Seinfeld made pool shrinkage mainstream knowledge, but do women know about shrinkage after a heavy weightlifting slash workout session? I've had a few flirty conversations with this girl before, but my god, it was like a tiny acorn. Walked out of the gym with my head down. Don't know if I can ever go back, lol. Any chance she's giving me the benefit of the doubt? Oof. This sucks. A lot. Is is workout shrinkage a real thing? Hey, look. I went to the gym earlier and I didn't notice. I mean, like, I get, like, after a shower, if it was was a a chilly shower. Yeah, like, sure. And, you know, the the gym isn't exactly the the sexiest of places. So also there's no real reason for you to be engorged in any way. Look, regardless of whether this is a thing or not. It's referred to as gym dick. Okay. Like, I I get it. I understand. Like, I I don't, I'm not here disbelieving this dude. I just, I guess I'm not working out hard enough. (laughs) Either way, I feel like it is bad form for a woman to be entering the dude's change room i don't change the toilet roll in the women's washroom at work even though you could pretty clearly see that there's no one in there if you you know because it's very small and it's right by the cash register but still it's like out of respect you just don't like bust into so yeah i think it's pretty bad form um especially in a place where like you are it's not like a bathroom where like 
oh, you might catch someone if your angle is just right at the urinal. Like it's yeah. it's a completely different. But like a change room at a gym is like very commonly dicks are a swinging. People are having showers. People are getting out of their old, you know, sweaty underwear and into new mm-hmm. fresh underwear. So like the the likelihood of seeing someone's unmentionables Pretty are very high. So I think like that needs to be a policy that needs to change in this gym. And I understand your embarrassment. I get it. Like it, I would also be incredibly embarrassed and mortified. Now, does she know about workout shrinkage? I don't know. Probably not. If we didn't know but, about them, we have dicks and go to the gym. But if she goes into the men's wash or change room a lot, perhaps yeah. she sees many a shrinkage dick. Maybe. So it's possible possible any chance she's giving him the benefit of the doubt i mean what's the benefit of the doubt that like your dick is actually secretly bigger gigantic (laughs) like i don't i don't really know what the what the angle is there on the on the good side of things like she went in probably was like ah naked person and like dipped i doubt she was like hold on i'm gonna take i'm gonna take a gander yeah let me especially because she was with people and probably knew she wasn't meant to be in there and the second she saw any flesh was probably like oh shit so I wouldn't worry about it too much. But also, was this ever going to happen anyway? She works there. Yeah, you've had a few flirty conversations, which when she hey, had to be forced to be nice to you. Right. That, that's It's like it was flirty on your end. She was probably just doing her job. Yeah, we've talked about it before. And it's like, don't flirt with people at work because you can't really trust the half of the co- the conversation you've hostaged them into. Yeah, they will always like flirting with people who are currently working is always going to be like better than if they weren't because they have to be nice to you. Mm -hmm. Well, like they don't necessarily have to be flirty back to you, but like if you say something, a a good defensive reaction to not wanting to answer that is like a fun little giggle. The amount of times I giggle, I mean, not giggle, but like chuckle. (laughs) You heard it here first guys. I mean, Hey, I'll, I'll giggle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's like, if someone says something where I'm just like, I don't want to say this. Like, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like I've had people say fucked up shit to me and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure as I walked off rolling my eyes and went to tell one of my coworkers that they fucking suck. They probably thought I thought they were the funniest person or someone said something really weird to me and, and they thought I was flirting when I like didn't say what the fuck's wrong with you. You know what I mean? You're working. It's how it goes. Is this going to have any dramatic effect on your entire relationship with this person? Probably not. And hey, if it is, do you really care? To, to know this person, to have her do something pretty messed up, like walk into a male changing room when she shouldn't, spy you naked, and then judge you as a result of that? Do you really want to get with this person? And, hey, let's face it. She could either be looking at your dick or your face. If she was looking that quickly, she probably didn't get a gander of the whole situation, right? No. Like, she, she either made eye contact with you and it was like, oops, or made eye contact with your dick and was like, oops. So the, there's a very good chance that she might not even, like, be able to put dick to face Mm -hmm. or even just like full scope of your dick unless you were just standing there like legs akimbo arms on your hips like right in front of the door just just on the bench with your your fucking feet over your head just yeah right like you were probably in the middle of doing something be it changing or toweling off or what like you know what i mean you were probably in motion presumably a certain distance from the door and she got a glimpse and was go up and went away. You know, like, you're good, probably. Like Nell said, even if you're not, like, even if she did see and was like, oh, that guy's dick is small. Whatever. 
Now, you know what? You know what you got to do? Show no, her how you're, you're fully erect dick. Exactly. Look, it's not now small. You, now you got to wait in the exact same position, exact same place, but this time you're hard as a rock. <laughs> and you just got to hope she walks in. Or you walk right up to her and be like, do you know about workout shrinkage, though? And she goes, pardon? Yeah. Goes, no, but like, it's not, it's not small. <laughs> Because nothing is sexier than, you know, like, it's kind of like how there's nothing funnier than explaining a joke. There's nothing mm-hmm. hotter than getting defensive over your penis that she may or may not have really clocked. You need to be, like, on TikTok or something and have your friend make a video about workout shrinkage. Mm-hmm. And as you're signing in to get your towel or whatever, oops, your phone falls out. Oops, the video plays. Oops, is that full volume. Yeah. Hey, you guys, gotta- you suffer from workout shrinkage? That's okay. It happens to everyone. Everyone's dick is a lot bigger than the, what you saw in the change room sometimes. <laughs> Claire? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Do the old, like, oh, wait, did I not connect my headphones routine? And then when you're reaching for your headphones, you just got to, yeah, play that video. You know what? Hack the gym speakers and TV and accidentally Chromecast to it. And they're like, oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Due to workout shrinkage, we would like to apologize to anyone who's been seen naked in the change room. One (laughs) month free has been given to you on your (laughs) membership. Just leave a bunch of flyers around that say, I think shrinkage happens to the biggest dicks. Yeah, it's, it's, yes, exactly. It's like like a bungee thing, right? Like the longer it is, the more you're going to bounce back up. And that's... (laughs) Right, that's how dicks work. So the longer the dick, it's got it's got to shrink even more. That's exactly it. That's science for you, baby. But yeah, I hey, say to be. Remember what I said? We weren't doctors. I am now a doctor, and that's how dicks work. Amazing, amazing. But yeah, be wary of the whole flirting with someone at their workplace thing. Also, maybe someone who's a bit of a creep. Yeah. <laughs> she she got a gander, like just a real no change. She didn't know she shouldn't have done that, right? Again, it's not like there's like, oh, people aren't supposed to be like people come and go in the gym all the time. So like you can safely assume that there's probably someone in the change room at all times. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad form uh, on her part. Unfortunate for you. Hear me. This is from a throwaway account. I told my boyfriend he was a little too intimate with me, but now he's distant. I, 24 year old female, have been dating my boyfriend, 21 year old male, for a few months. And about three weeks ago, he tried to initiate sex and I told him absolutely not. He apologized and he backed off completely, but now things are weird. He will still sit on the opposite side of the couch from me and I will have to scoot over to him if I wanted to sit next to him. He wouldn't kiss me unless I asked him to or initiated it. He'll hold my hand still, but wouldn't cuddle with me. I asked him about it last week and he said he didn't want to overstep my boundaries. I asked if this was some way to have sex sooner and he just said, I may be an asshole, but I'm not that much of an asshole. I like you, so if you don't want to have sex, then we won't have sex. But after that, he wouldn't touch me unless I expressly told him that I was okay with him doing so. I feel like there's a space between too much and not enough, but he's not comfortable enough to even get near the middle. How do I bring this up with him? Any advice? Uh, am I to assume that they have not had sex before? I assume they have not. Okay. I don't um, know if they like if they've never had sex or if they just haven't had sex with each other, mm-hmm. but for sure they have not had sex with each other. Uh, I think it all boils down to how the situation went down. Like, absolutely not. Even just in this brief snippet is, is kind of dramatic. It almost sounds like aggressive. Whereas like, if she's like, Oh, you know what? Not to, like, I don't know. Not today. Blah, blah, blah. I guess it depends how it goes down because if it was in some way where she didn't really expi- expi- uh, explain herself or was maybe like caught off guard and maybe reacted a little harshly, maybe he is actually concerned about like where kind of they lie with regards to each other and intimacy. 
it is also possible he's just throwing a little baby tantrum and is like almost doing the withholding sex thing just to try and convince you, despite what he said to the contrary. Unfortunately, with no more context, that's not for me to say, but I do think, and, and I think also a third issue is that like, is he the one who's always initiating? Because if he's the one who's always initiating and then like he does get kind of like shot down that one time, maybe he's now realizing that like, it's kind of unfair or like he doesn't want the pressure of always having to initiate if he's also the one being shot down, if that makes any sense. So I would look at your relationship, make sure that it's not always on him to be the one providing intimacy and like initiating intimacy. But also I think a very simple solution here is just to talk about it. Like, I know you said you kind of mentioned it before, but it's like, bring it up in specifics and be like, look, ever since that, that, you know, day, you've completely withdrawn. And it's like, the issue wasn't cuddling. The issue wasn't kissing. The issue wasn't whatever. I just said I wasn't ready for sex yet. I don't know why you've taken it to these extremes. And it's like, I'd like you to explain what happened there for you. And then, you know, you can work on it. She didn't say she wasn't ready for sex. She said, absolutely not. And this is what well, she's giving us. That's that's my initial point was that, right? So I was working off various, if that's the case, it does sound very aggressive, like what I said, and kind of harsh. The next time you did talk about it, it wasn't, it was an accusation of, is this just your ploy to get me to have sex with you sooner? Like those, those are the two things you brought to him. It's so defensive and it is so aggressive. So like you've put him on the defense immediately, Mm -hmm. right? So like everything, everything you've done with this. So if you have, if you didn't want to have sex with him, that's fine. You don't have to. We talk about this all the time. We just had a big question about consent. Mm -hmm. But if someone initiates sex and you're like, absolutely not. There's no way that you can say absolutely not that makes someone feel good. So Mm -hmm. if he's like, oh, okay, if it's an absolutely not, then like, I'm just going to hold my cards close to the chest. And like, I'd do that too if I was 21, most likely. Probably minimal sexual experience uh, on his end. I'm I'm just guessing, but like he's young. In, In a lot of ways, like sexual things are all under the same umbrella. For me, oral isn't very different to sex. You know what I mean? isn't very different to fingering and whatever. So it's like, if someone's like, absolutely not. And like, doesn't really get into why or a conversation and seems aggressive. It's like, I don't think I would feel comfortable going down on them or doing anything else because it doesn't seem like they want me to, or like there's another issue or they're not that into me or or something. So I think that could definitely be part of it. Yeah. And then your next, your next means of communicating with, with him about the, the issue is being very shit. Yeah, or you just trying to like make me feel bad so I'll sleep with you sooner. It's like that's that's a horrible thing. Like you this dude's respecting your boundaries and like again, it's now making a good point of being like maybe this is just him being a little baby and being like, well, if you don't want me to if we can't have sex then I'm not going to do anything. Yes, absolutely. There's a potential for it, mm-hmm. but there's we're getting this from your point of view and everything you've given us from your point of view presumably to paint yourself in the best possible light. Yeah. At best watered down at worst actively twisting things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So like the, we know that like your end of the, of the communication is bad. So Mm -hmm. you do need to sit down and be like, Hey, I feel like the way I approached the situation was a little harsh, was a little, uh, confusing. So I would like to like sit down and talk about boundaries with you. I'm not ready to have sex. I don't know what I will be, but I'll let you know. 
here are the things I'm comfortable with. I don't mind if we finger. I don't mind if we do oral sex. I don't mind if we do mutual masturbation. Talk about the things you care, like you want to do. Lay out the things you don't want to do and be like, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable around me. I don't want you to think that like any act of intimacy is going to be hit with rejection. Just mm-hmm. know that like any any advances towards having sex, uh, I'm not ready to do. So if we could just stop that and I will give you all of the green lights if I feel more comfortable to progress something further. So I don't want you to guess, but here are the things I'm cool with. Here are the things I'm not cool with. And if there's any a time where you're not sure if something that we're doing, just check in with me. Mm-hmm. And like this also necessitates that you be chill, you know what I mean? And not pounce on people and not say things you don't mean and then still be like, oh, you didn't pick up on this hidden signal or, oh, but you did this, you know, which not to say that you can't withdraw consent at any time or, you know, be in like situations you're not comfortable with. But like if you're having this conversation, you also need to mean it. Be a mature enough partner to discuss things appropriately and not have it be a big trap which again the absolutely not in the accusation kind of sounds like you're not the best communicator so exactly yeah so you do definitely need to have a conversation where you actually are sort of open honest uh, relaxed not hostile and and let them know what you're cool with and then have them tell you sort of like what their expectations are and what like and if ask them be like if you want to have sex with me that's great. I know that, uh, you know, but I'm not ready. We we will keep working towards it and, and like maybe let them know. Be like, oh, it's it's a comfort thing for me or it's a I'm not ready to do it at all. I haven't done it with anyone. Like just sort of open the doors and give them a, a, a better view of what's going on on your end in regards to intimacy other than absolutely not. And are you trying to trick me? Yeah. And the thing is, if for some reason you think this is the type of person who is trying to trick you or like that you have to be so like absolutely not, then maybe you shouldn't date this person as well. You know what I mean? Like if that's necessary, maybe rethink the relationship. If it's not necessarily, you definitely have to rethink your communication style. That's That's a very good point. If you think that like if you have to ask your partner, are you trying to gaslight me into having sex with you? Then perhaps you don't trust your partner enough to be with them. Yeah. Because if, if I was if that was my position with someone that I was seeing, I would probably not want to see them. No, not at all. So I mean, you know, do a hard look and see like, was that you was that your guilt trying to twist it around so that you didn't feel bad for treating mm-hmm. him like shit to begin with? You know what I mean? Because that's a it's a pretty common thing to be like, Oh, I treated someone poorly. Uh, I need to make sure that they're treating me poorly so that it is justified. Yeah. Yeah. Or I feel better about myself and I'll have to face up to my own shit by accusing them of exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready? Yep. This is by throw a BF lying about G. My boyfriend has been lying about going to the gym. So I'm not sure if my boyfriend forgot, but we have each other on life 360, which is a family safety app that not only, sorry, this is Nile, not the question. Uh, Do you know what Life360 is? Nope. Sounds terrible. Yeah. Family safety app that lets you see the precise real-time locations of friends or families, including the speed at which they're traveling and the battery level on their devices. So very invasive. Uh, We both have each other on Life360. Both often go out with our friends late at night and have it in case we can't get in hold of each other. We get notifications when the other person leaves and arrives from places and have agreed this isn't something that makes either of us uncomfortable. When I'm at work, my boyfriend will tell me he's going to the gym and leave me on red for hours. Then text me that he's back and we'll have an entire conversation as though he's gone to the gym. Some days I never get a notification that he leaves or comes back, so he'll just be sitting at home. Some days he will leave and go to some random place, and we'll go back home 30 minutes later. 
Not sure what he's doing or why he feels the need to lie to me, but I'm worried if I bring it up, he's going to think I'm stalking his location. But I really just go based off the notifications. And every now and then when he's left me on red for hours, I'll check to make sure he's okay, but he's never at the gym. Sometimes he'll tell me he's going to go a second time. Then he'll actually go to the gym. But when I'm working, he never goes. Huh. I mean, I feel like there's any number of reasons why this could be happening. Maybe he just feels like shit and like feels like a lazy piece of shit. And it's easier to say that like, yeah, I went to the gym today, babe. Mm. And, and he didn't. Now, or knowing hey, one of one of them could be, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. And then maybe he just doesn't work out at home and puts his phone away. Yeah. If, if for the ones where he doesn't leave for the ones where he just goes to a random place. It's it, like I, I don't know how to answer this question other than be like, hey, talk to your boyfriend about it. Well, that's the thing. It's like a lot of the time the questions like this are, oh, I don't want to admit that I went through his phone or like, but it's like you guys both agreed to get this fucking app and at each other. So you saying, oh, hey, I've noticed this. It's not even weird, right? Like you're not going to get in trouble for it. And if you do, that's probably a pretty good indication that whatever he is doing is sketchy because it's like, again, you didn't install this on his phone. I fucking hope, you know, you both got it. You both added each other. And it's like. If you actively get notifications, you just be like, hey, I know this. What's going on? And talk to them. But can a man be this dumb to be like, <laughs> I have an app that my partner sees every time. Like every time I leave, they see what speed I'm moving at. They know everything about like my location. And I'm going to lie to them on a daily basis about where I am. Despite the I fact that I know that they can see like, surely this guy's doing something that is not nefarious right well, like it, it, that's that's the hope and if that's the case great and if he is really dumb great like either way it's win-win right yeah because you've agreed that's the thing it's like if you had put this on his phone yes i understand why you'd be like Ugh, i don't want to admit that i'm a piece of shit yeah but like you guys have both agreed to it you have the information there presumably he's not that dumb but if he does Again, win, win, win. Have a fucking chat with him. Yeah, you. I mean, like, that's it. Like, the, if you want to know what's going on, you ask him. Or, like, if you get notifications that he gets to a place, like, just Google Maps the address and see so what it is. One of them is just a random house that he went to for 30 minutes. Like, maybe a drug dealer? Maybe. maybe yeah, maybe, maybe he just went to get guy? some weed, like, you know? Because even then, it's like, I, you wouldn't really go for a hookup for just 30 minutes, I don't think. Yeah. You know, I guess if you're cheating on someone, maybe, but like, even then, that seems very in and out, literally. Yeah. Wink. Wink. There's got to be some, some reasonable explanations for this, you know? And I feel like it's just so easy to talk about it because you, again, you both agreed to get this creepy app. Yeah. It's, it, yep. Yeah, that's, that's the answer. Talk to him. Be like, hey, you keep saying you're going to the gym, but I, I can see that you're not going to the gym. What's up? Mm -hmm. And like, I don't think there's any harm in screenshotting the notifications and having them on hand just in case. I don't know how this fucking thing works, whether it's just immediate information or whether it like stores a log or whatever. There's no harm in having the stuff to hand. And also, I think there's a lot to be said for approaching this in a non-argumentative, non-gotcha thing. Because again, maybe yeah. he's maybe he's depressed and feels like he's a piece of shit and by lying about saying he's going to the gym, he feels, you know, whatever. Maybe there's something else going on. Again, it seems very stupid for him to have this app and then be like, I'm a cheat every day. But yeah. if they freak out and you're not weird about it, then that's a pretty good indication that things aren't going well. But like either way, 
get an excl- explanation and vet it as much as you can and make your decisions then. But like, this is one of those weird situations where you can just fucking straight up ask them because you've both agreed to have this app. Yep. So at the end of every episode, we go through online dating profiles in an effort to, you know, deliver you the cream of the crop and discuss why others might fall short of the mark in an effort to make your profile a little bit better. This is Jenny, owner of a medical beauty and plastic surgery company with an annual income of seven figures. Don't look for friends with benefits. Don't like rude people. I just want to find true love here. If not, I continue to be single. I want high quality conversations instead of rude sex talk. (laughs) Fucking rude sex talk, man. Fucking sick of it. I don't understand why it didn't catch on before TikTok, but rude sex talk is should have like it has all the necessary things to be to be fair. Our podcast is basically just rude sex talk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What was the first bit about like seven figure? She wants someone with seven figure salary. She's the owner of a medical beauty and plastic surgery company with an annual income of seven figures. Oh, okay. I was going to be like, what do you bring to the table? But I guess it's that. I guess you're bringing that seven figures. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great because I cannot bring that. So tick. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you want someone with good car, I can give you good conversation. I can do it. Yeah. I can bring you really good conversation. Thing is, though, can you way- not? Can you not bring rude sex talk? Because I know you. I no. give you three days tops. What I'm saying is, I I would be able to bring conversation much easier and faster than I would be able to bring a seven million dollar company. Oh yeah, <laughs> or yeah. a million dollar company. Seven, yes, yeah, big uh, uh, for sure. Until um, our rude sex talk takes off. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure my dating profile literally says that, like, I have a, a award nominated, or I was nominated for a, a podcasting award for making dick jokes or something like that. So, like, I already don't have a chance with this person. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a five because it's like, I don't think there's any red flags in there. I just think it's very boring. I just don't think there's any personality in it. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four because they're just saying they don't like rude people. I guess they seem weird about sex. And other than that, they're wealthy. It's like, okay, actually, I'm giving it a three. It's like, that's all I get from you. And I don't really care. Um, This is Kaylee. My party trick is memorizing your credit card information. All right. Very Malcolm in the middle. That's it. Is it? Yeah. You see, I don't find that funny. And it does kind of seem like she is going to rob me. Yeah. It's like I do. We talk about a lot. We need like we need we need something else. Yeah, this I, is like, just kind of like, I made a generic joke, I guess. It's like, okay. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to get across here because it's not even funny. They are drinking a very large drink filled with gummy bears, too, which for me, that's going to be a no, dog. I would love that. Uh, no, it's going to be like a one. Like, I'm sorry. That's it's again, it's it's like you're trying for a joke and you failed there. And then you also gave me nothing else. So I don't get mm-hmm. it. But again, also sounds weirdly Robbie. Yes. So one for me. Yeah, I'm going to a one as well. Uh, this is Lana. Instant gratification and no loyalty are killing this generation. All caps. No lazy and out of shape people, please. I love to go out. Please don't match if you don't. Downtown Toronto. 5'6 and 5'11 in heels. Single. No roommates. No kids. No drama. No negativity. No stress. Nice. You know, despite the stink you put on it, you put a lot of stink on it. I think it is, you know, it is It is a pretty, again, it's, it's very much like the first one. I don't think there's really a whole lot of red flags in there. Yeah, okay, um, I'm sorry. Instant gratification and no loyalty are killing this generation isn't a red oh, flag yeah, I for f- you. I forgot that. That's part. a huge red flag. No lazy and out of shape people, please. It's like, it's pretty red flaggy to me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know, I'm going to give this a three. 
no drama, no t- negativity, no stress. I don't think someone who doesn't have those things has to state that. Yeah, it's just, like it's, it's, I don't know. It just it just seems so middle of the road. Like this is like this just seems like it's it's bland profile. but sour. You know, I'm yeah. giving you that too. This is Tanisha. This is a hinge profile. The prompt is, "I won't shut up about Vegas." Don't say I didn't warn you. Oh no, <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Right? Like. Even if someone was like, oh, I won't shut up about, like, you know, my two-month trip to Australia, I would far more want to hear that than someone not shutting up about Vegas. Like, yeah, you did all that cool shit there. That's the thing. is like people usually don't go to Vegas for, like, it's not like a six-week backpacking trip. Mm-hmm. You usually go to Vegas for, like, a weekend or a bachelorette party. And, yeah, like, and you get fucked up in the pool and you gamble and that's about it. Yeah, you get in a, you get in a limo with a – like, maybe you had a really cool limo driver – you know, because it's all about kickbacks and shit. Maybe. But, like, I can't imagine that you have enough Vegas content to not shut up about. Yeah, that's a one. Yeah. I mean, just the just the, the eye rolls. I'm already rolling my eyes. Yeah. So I it's cringe. also going to be a one. Uh, now, this one is weird. And I'm hesitant to read it because I'm worried that, like, they either just kind of threw random words down, a la, like, Mad Libs, or they're trying to get across some kind of weird, like, homophobia or something i don't really know so i'm worried that there's like hidden messages in here i don't get so i'm just gonna read it this is jennifer no well hold on there's a very good chance you might be saying someone's activation phrase well that's fine okay maybe we're activating them to go support us on patreon or to kill the president which president uh no time for poo fugglers or prancy princey boogers peach plum pear flugen meager button that's 100% a fucking activation phrase. Damn it, there's, fucking, we set them there's, off. There's no way it isn't. I feel like there's a lot of slurs that I'm not aware of. That's the thing. I'm, I'm concerned that like Prancy sounds like maybe, but then Princey I don't think is bad. And like Booger is like B-O-O, so it's not even like B-U-G-G. I don't, even, I don't fucking know, man. Poo-fugglers? I don't, I don't know. Why am I still saying them? Yeah, man, you're like, just activated. Like, what does that mean? I've, I, I don't know. I like I said, like I, it's it's either someone's Manchurian candidate mm-hmm. bullshit, or it is just a whole dog whistle for people who are far more shit than I could ever imagine. It's a zero for me, anyway. Yeah, I'm like, it's I'm also, concerned. Yeah, there's there's a lot to be worried about there. It's uh, so here's the I I do think there is coded words in there. I think there are people who understand what this stuff means. I think I think it is a very small minority of people, and it's mm. either people so, who are so fucking harmless, yeah, that like it's you know it's like a Doctor Who fucking wi- reference, or it's dog whistling in the worst kind. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you know what's fucking weird? I looked it up. What's I looked the first line up on Google and got zero response. There's nothing. Damn. No results containing your search terms were found. Like, that, not even... That's terrifying. That, my man, is activation phrases. Right? Because <laughs> you never want them to ever come up yeah. accidentally. I do feel like they're your type, though. <laughs> oh, it's a woman. Yeah. Okay, this is Rianne. My energy is Bam Margera making lasagna. I want to scream the lyrics of the boys of summer out your sunroof. Preferably the Atari's cover. Okay. I wonder, like, I, I've never watched a single fucking second of Jackass. Like, I wonder, is there really? a scene? Yeah, no. Ah, oh, man, that's great. There's nothing in there. Um, so here's the thing. I know that there is a, a scene of them doing things to their eyelids. And that is actually, like, my worst nightmare. 
So I I never watched any of it. I also like anytime I've ever seen anything, it's just like them hurting themselves, which I don't oh, yeah, find funny. Essentially the entire show. Yeah, like um, I like I know that's what it is. And it, like for me, that's not funny. You weren't fifteen ever? No, yeah, I was. I just I guess wasn't an idiot. Whoa. Whoa, got him. You know what? I I looked up Bammer Jerry making lasagna and nothing came up either. God damn it. Oh man, we fucked some someone's political structure somewhere in the world is absolutely fucked right now. Um, but like for some reason, despite the fact that it makes no sense, I kind of get it and I kind of like it. Like now, was he also a skateboarder? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And making a lasagna is not a trick. Or is it? I don't know, man. I bet if you play Tony Hawk long enough, there is like a cool grind that's called like make lasagna. That's fair. Either way, that that's cool. I think this is a seven for me. Um, I like her vibes. I'm worried that like that much of a jackass reference would bleed into the rest of her personality. So I'm going to give this a six. I just I don't like jackass. That's fine. But Bam Margera did more shit like the Bam Margera <laughs> show, which was arguably worse. Because just him bullying <laughs> his parents. Oh, yes. He was the one who always harassed his dad, right? Terrorized yeah. his dad? Yeah. Not cool. I can, <laughs> you know, I can never do definitely that. in on it. I can never do that to my dad. Well, we did it. We did do it. Thank you very much for listening, friends. This is going to be our show for the week, and we appreciate you spending an hour with us. Uh, it means the world to us. And we know, you know, now that the world is opening up, the, the, the weather is getting nicer, You time is at a, at, at a premium. You get to see your friends again. You get to do things. So to choose to spend an hour with us every week uh it is incredible and we can't thank you enough so we love you we mentioned the patreon earlier if you want to support us please head over to patreon slash patreon.com forward slash f buddies or look on our website and come support us because that'd be incredible helps the podcast keep going helps us you know make it better and find the time to do all this on top of that we got episode 200 coming up so if you have some spicy ideas for it throw them our way because we want to do something. Also, Niall and I do a, a actual play podcast where we play essentially D and D in space and tell a story. Um, and I think it's pretty good. And yeah, it's, it's basically like a narrative, half narrative, half improv space adventure story with us and two of our best friends. So it's even better. Like there's more boys, you know, more boys, like double the boys, double the boys. Um, and it's something I'm, I'm, very proud of and i think the rest of the guys are also very proud of what we're doing over there so if uh if you're looking for a new show now that you're commuting and traveling again uh check out no quest for the wicked you can go to noquestcast.com and find it on all the major platforms um we would love to have you and i think uh, i think you'd enjoy that as well Mm -hmm. we had a big week we just got our first two pieces of fan art one was a fan animation a fan animation if you will and it made our week it was incredible so yeah check it out and we love you guys. Thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for the song Paper Stars. Do you get some bad sex writing for me? Oh, you know I do. This time it's a tweet. And the tweet is in response to the man maker who tweeted out, you're at the college campus. You notice this hot girl checking you out. How do you open? So the man maker apparently is a pickup artist. They have 65,000 followers, which is upsetting. Uh, and then this person replied, and I don't know if it's a joke or not, which is upsetting. And no one in the comments can tell if it's a joke or not. But they do have a very garbage profile where they're very transphobic and shitty. So I'm assuming he's being sincere. Okay. And they say, me. Uh, hi. I can't help but notice you're wearing pink. Her. Haha, <laughs> yeah. Stares awkwardly. Me. Well, pink is my favorite color. Because it reminds me of pussy. Her. Gets extremely wet. 
want to check if mine is pink too. Done deal. 100 emoji. <laughs> oh boy. Imagine it was just a sign. It just said, nope, mine's bright orange. <laughs> I'm very ill. I love when pickup artists like script like events and conversations that would never happen. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. It's my favorite it's, thing. I love it so much. It's really bad. A lot of people say, I would do an extended handshake. I'm like, no, no. And on top of this move? Or that's just they're open, just like, I'm no, going to hold on to somebody hand. else. This is, I went into the actual like generic comments now that I went away from the awful one. Um, oh, no. <laughs> now, speaking of bad shows from the 90s, again, I can't remember this. I think this is a Tom Green thing where he would just try to shake your hand as long as possible. It could also be a David Letterman thing. I don't remember. But there was like a, a, someone would just like stand there and shake the hand as long as they could. And like people would try to pull away and he would just keep shaking. And there was like a little counter at the bottom. And I feel like that's, that's now become a pickup artist move of just being like, can't run away if I'm still holding onto your hand. Yeah. So creepy. I'm not Spain. (laughs) My name is Dave Miller and we've been your fuck buddies. (laughs) 